0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now, we are kicking off the first season of What If?
1: I'm Alex. If I'm Justin and what if guys this has really opened my brain up have you like there's another universe where it's three different guys doing what?
0: this What hold on well what if there was a third host on the show what would no, his name be No but there
1: isn't in this reality there's only the two of us Oh man what that's if crazy. there was a third Well
2: let's get into it then I'm Pete <laughs> No
0: what <laughs> Oh if? my god
2: you anyway, guys. We're gonna be t- wait, we're going to be... First off, um, nobody says what if better than Jeffrey Wright, and I'm glad that they got that right in the casting. And You've said that for years. You've said you said that for
0: years. Thank you for jumping ahead of it. Let's first set things up a little bit. This is What If? Episode one we are going to be talking about that just dropped on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't watched it, get out of here. There's spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking man. about the hey. whole episode. Get hey. out of here. Uh, After you've watched it, though, come back. We'll talk through the thing. Very brief recap. This is what if Peggy Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. So we follow her as Captain Carter basic three through a riff on many of the adventures of Captain America, the first Avenger, the first Captain America movie. So also go watch that. That's going to be very helpful for you. It's important. Yes. Super important. The other one you might want to check out potentially is the agent Carter one shot. There's some information there that is, Hmm. I think the only one shot that's available on Disney plus you got to go to iron man three extras, and go like three pages over, and then you could watch that. But there you go. After one movie, we
1: don't we don't real <laughs> quick we don't review just review the content. We mm-hmm. give you a, ma- a digital map to where you can find it, and that's exactly. almost. Let me say that's almost just as important, if not more so. Yeah,
0: and it's great if you want to watch. Every time I watch a twenty-minute episode of a cartoon TV show, I always try to watch a full movie and another short movie beforehand, just to really prep. Doesn't matter yeah. what it is, to be honest.
1: Growing up, the amount of homework I did to be prepared for my Saturday morning cartoons was insane. Yeah. I was like, well, first, let me find out how this hair bear bunch got together. <laughs> oh, that's man. That's a, to oh, That's a I shout out to you. I had to
0: eat a lot of pizza before I truly understood what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were going through. Yeah. yeah, I had to really true.
1: look up what a teenager was before I mm-hmm. even got to mutant or ninja.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let alone turtles. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> anyway, didn't even get to turtles. They were turtles. Yep. Holy shit, That's that So comic book fans, and I assume a lot of people listening to this are comic book fans as well. You know that What If is a has a long history in Marvel Comics. We even get a rough approximation of what?
2: Pete, what is this thumbs down already? I don't like what ifs.
0: Wait. Uh-oh, okay. we got a problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there was a little creak in my brainy there. Pete even put up a little woo emoji. Uh-oh. Yeah. A shocked emoji over here on exactly. the old Zoom. Uh, maybe we should get into that first, then. Right? Dave, what's yeah, your deal with what ifs? Com-
2: Here's the thing. You read a what if comic, and they're great. They're so much fun. And you start to care about this new timeline. And at the end of the comic, it was like, hey, thanks for a fun ride. Peace out, sucker. Thanks for falling for this really cool world that will never happen again. But we wanted to play with your emotions to get you excited about something that you'll never see ever again. So enjoy it. It's very frustrating. First
1: off, it's not a prank. Uh, It's uh, meant to be like uh, a, a mind expanding. Get your imagination going. Take something you love and be like, haven't you ever thought about how different or crazy it would be if it happened this way? Which I, opposite of Pete, love what ifs. I love to see, get a little window into another creative world. And always, because we always return to the main timeline. The timeline that we do know. Because that's the one, when they were writing the initial story, they were like, this is the best idea. The what if is just something Yeah, but no.
2: Offer. This it's like a short story. clearly proves that wrong. What? H- having kept <laughs> Peggy Carter as Captain America is clearly better. This is so much more wow. fun. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, we're, we're jumping right into, I guess, the review portion for
0: this episode proper, but just to stay on the what if for a second, I think I'm more on the page with you, Justin. The thing that I really like about them is how dark they're able to take things very often because yes. they'll have a twist and it's not a little twist, um, or something that kind of tweaks it in just one direction. There's a twist and then another twist. And then they're usually able to take it to a place where like, Hey, what if Spider-Man, uh, stopped the robber? That killed Uncle Ben, and then the entire universe collapses and falls apart by the end of the book. And I love that cascading domino effect that we usually get with these stories. So I was very excited to see how that does or does not play out on this show.
1: Well, and to your point, once again, Pete, like the the thing of being sad that you don't get to see more of the the worlds of What If, I think these universes, as we're talking about more about the multiverse in the MCU – These universes aren't meant to stand on their own. There's usually, uh, like Alex is saying, the world falls apart or bad things are happening. And so the the heroes that you love don't always win or it doesn't work out for them. Um, So, like, it's a different it's a whole different thing. It's meant to be what in this
0: format. The other thing, though, just to jump off of that before we get into actual thoughts about this episode, because I'm curious what you thought about the animation style, the voices, et cetera, just broad strokes about it. But it, there's a potential here for this actually to matter, because they have explicitly said this is all in canon, spoilers for Loki, but at the end of Loki, the sacred timeline fractured we got a multiverse once again. So this is clearly very specifically picking up off of that. And then we already know in Doctor Strange, in the, the multiverse of madness, the movie that's coming out next year, there is going to be a multiverse of madness. We're going to see a multiverse. He's not going to be looking off screen and be like, that was crazy. Wish you guys could see this. We're going to see those things. You don't know.
2: Outwards. You haven't seen the movie. You don't know what's going to <laughs> it's be. It's all from his that, perspective. That would be <laughs> like, crazy oh, if the camera's that's on crazy. him. crazy.
1: He's like, oh God! I wish you, the viewer, I wish you, Pete LePage, sitting in his <laughs> home watching this, could see what's happening right over here. It's crazy, crazy. It's and to
0: a more limited effect, depending on how much you believe rumors. We're going to see the same thing with Spider-Man: No Way From Home, uh, No Way Home, excuse me. Uh, but that is going to focus a little more on potentially on previous Spider-Man movies versus all these other things. Point being, you don't know they're setting up Captain Carter in this episode. That doesn't mean we're not going to see Captain Carter later on at some point in some movies show up
1: well and I will say this is uh, jumping to the end of this episode but the line that we get at the end give the gave the multiverse a new hero I thought was very telling I mm-hmm. think it speaks to exactly what you're saying we may see just even if it's just a, a couple frames of the actual Real-life Peggy Carter um, being uh, Captain Carter in, like, Doctor Strange or in some other iteration of yeah, the Yeah, and to be
0: clear, you're not talking about the actress Haley Atwell who plays her. You're talking about the real-life Peggy the real, Carter.
1: The Peggy Carter that nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. It's weird they don't talk about her more. Yeah. She's Jimmy Carter's deal. son, or daughter, Peggy. Son. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Sure. Let's jump into the episode. One of the big controversial things going in here that people were talking about a lot back and forth was the animation style pretty much as soon as any of the trailers or footage came out. Now that you've seen a full episode here, a full half hour, what's your take on
2: it? Does the animation work? Are you put off by the style? Uh, Where do you land there, Pete? I would give it a chef's kiss. It kind of gives me a little bit of the Batman animated series. It's got a little classic kind of feel to it, which fits the time period for this kind of telling. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Really phenomenal.
1: I'll give it a veterinarian's kiss, um, which mm-hmm. is a lesser-known um, kiss. But uh, I agree with Pete, actually. I like it a lot. It has the vibe of a video game cutscene, mm-hmm. um, which I think actually fits well with what we're doing here. Um, video games, obviously, all about branching narratives, making choices. They're in,
2: super popular, playing video the games. game, Very
1: popular. They're like board games, but a little bit um, less handsy, you know, <laughs> less hands-on. Uh, if you guys aren't <laughs> familiar with video I always games. hate
0: it when a board game gets two heads. Oh, you know, let's, exactly. let's not. Exactly. Let's not
1: terrible. Um, and it's sort of like a video except you play it. It's like if the three of us were playable in this podcast, which I would like to open that up to people.
2: Okay, yeah, right. absolutely. Select your fighter. I would fighter. punch you in the face. Select your fighter. <laughs> um,
1: but what I'm saying is like the, the video game cutscene look, uh, because it is about like a branching narrative, I think it works really well.
0: I liked it a lot more in the episode than I did in the trailer. I thought it looked kind of neat, but I wasn't quite clear on how well it would execute. I think you're absolutely apt with the video game cutscene thing, uh, which is, uh, all joking aside, a predominant form of animation because video games are bigger than pretty much anything in terms of modern media. So, of course, that's fine. Yeah, I mean I think I disagree about the Batman the animated series look because I think How it's How dare you. Well, I think it's the opposite of hand-drawn animation, like it's very clearly computer generated.
2: Yeah, but it has a feel like an old feel with the well, colors. Well, here's and where
0: stuff. here's where I'd potentially agree with you and this is where I think the animation really shines is the shines is the action. And the action yes. is great. It's really so good. good, so well done. It falls a little bit for me when you have dialogue scenes. There's something around the mouths where they don't move exactly properly, but there's still a lot of really good work there. They get Haley Atwell smirk perfectly right as Peggy Carter. There's a lot of good looks from Steve Rogers as well. Uh, Again, some of the dialogue, some of the stuff where they're just sort of standing there or sitting there feels a little stiff to me or more stiff than it should be. But but the action is so good; it doesn't matter. Like it takes it beyond that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a hundred percent. I the action sequences, the fact that we get to see action sequences where we don't have to worry about where the camera is, and the camera's in a place where you could never really put it in reality, oh, really yeah. makes this a special a special way of, of watching these characters interact. And just the actual staging of the fights in this uh, in this episode are so good.
0: Yeah, they're great. Uh, let's talk down some of the voice cast because. Another interesting part of the show is they got most, but not all, of the MCU actors back to voice stuff. That's the tough part. Well, it's it's one of the selling points, and it's also one of the sticking points, I think, interestingly, because... There's all this backstory that we don't necessarily know, and people assume a lot of stuff, the rift between Marvel TV and Marvel Studios. This is a Marvel Studios production. This is their first animated production, and the Marvel TV productions had great voice actors, but they didn't necessarily have the movie actors in there. I think your mileage may vary, honestly, in terms of whether it is better getting the movie actors or professional voice actors here. But just to read down the cast list. As soon
2: as you cast a couple from the real thing, you want all of them. It mm -hmm. feels like a little weird to not have some key ones in there. Uh, It makes it feel uh, less. If they had them all, it would have been perfect. But let me ask you a question,
0: Pete. I'm curious. And this is not trying to trick you. I'm just, because I think there are, well, I think there are some voice actors who did a better job of imitating the MCU actor's voices than others. Wow. I don't know if you look through the cast list (laughs) at all, which ones worked for you and which ones didn't. And I I will read, again, this is not trying to trick. I'm just curious which ones actually popped
1: but there will be a pass-fail after Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely so going to it down that.
0: Well, and, and I say this, I'll couch this in. There was one actor in here who I was like, oh my God, that was a terrible voice actor they got to sub in, but it was actually the It actual was line. actually
2: the, yeah, it was the real
0: one. And Sebastian was, Stan? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, his bad. line
2: reading was like, did you grab
0: that from something else? Yeah, was he it's, at a party or something? And they're like, yeah. hey, say this line. And he's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I, don't worry about it. Just say it into say his the microphone. Idea. Yeah, well, And awesome.
1: especially because the way his character plays, plays in here with the way Bucky plays is he's like delivering one liners. He's not mm-hmm. in scenes. So when it sounds a little off you're like, what? It, yeah. It Every really one of his lines up.
0: were like uh, that line for the first Harry Potter movie where Rod Weasley is like, she is got to get her priorities straight. Mm-hmm. It's all pitched at that level, one hundred percent. But I thought that, that was a
1: perfect performance.
0: Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> I I won't test you, Pete. Let's just read through this. So we got Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, as you called out. We do, of course.
2: uh, Absolutely amazing.
0: Uh, Great. Definitely his time, space, reality has been stuck in my head ever since I watched the episode. Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter slash Captain Carter, which is great. Then we have Josh Keaton plays skinny Steve Rogers. I actually thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah. 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 Uh, That's Sam, skinny. And yeah. yes, you could tell he was skinny when he was reading the lines. Samuel yeah. L. Jackson as Nick Fury, of Come course. On. Come Jeremy, on. Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye slash the Arctic Dog, his right. most famous voiceover role. Stanley Tucci yeah. as Dan, Dr. The Erskine. I was very surprised about this one because it was like one line from Dr. Erskine, but they got him back. Still. There you go. Still get the Tucci. Dominic Cooper. Of course, coming back is Howard Stark, who I thought yes. was great in the episode. Very good. This was an interesting one. Bradley Whitford was there as Colonel Flynn, who is a character who only appears in the Agent Carter one shot, but not Captain America, the first Avenger. So it was interesting to see him weaved into continuity here. And then here's another one that is an actor that didn't play it in the movie, but did later on. Ross Marquand is there as the Red Skull. And he is great. I cannot believe what a mimic he is for Hugo Weaving's voice. He played the Red Skull in Avengers Endgame, showed up and did. I don't know if he did the body work, but he definitely did the voice there for it. And he's just a really good mimic. It's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I agree. I think this was a great mix. Uh, I think the cast uh, came together well. I I wasn't stopped at any moment, except for a couple of Bucky lines. And I was yeah. like, wait, that oh, sounds
0: uh, Real quick, just to finish up, Neil McDonough as Dum-Dum Dugan, Sebastian yes. Stan, as we mentioned, as Bucky Barnes, Toby Jones as Arnim Zola, Daryl Hammond yep. as Nazi General, and Isaac Robinson Smith as Brick, who I assume was the big German soldier guy. Uh, but yeah, nice. I agree with you. Uh, Sebastian Stan was the one that was funny with me. That was the one that gave me pause.
1: Yeah. And it's because he was probably um, skydiving when he recorded his lines. It's the only yeah. free moment he had. Because when you're on the parachute, you got time. Yeah.
2: Exactly I think funny. he it just left a voicemail saying the line or something. Oh, yeah. Do you think they tricked him? Like yeah. They just... yeah it's, a,
1: it's like the movie Sneakers. Uh, this mm-hmm. is another Arch reference where they had to slowly trick the guy into saying like nine
0: words. Yep. I think this is the second podcast in a row where we've referenced sneakers.
1: That's me both times. Later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me sneak on out of here. So cast out of the way, let's talk about the episode itself. What jumped out at you? What scenes really popped? And what did you think about the plot in general?
1: Well, let me just say the Watcher, having the Watcher be there was such a satisfying thing. And I just loved having that intro and just it's a character from the Marvel Comics universe that I hadn't realized I have such an affinity for. But I just love that sort of like, let me pull back the veil and show you something that you won't believe.
2: Yeah, as far as like a way into this what if, like I I agree with Justin. I think that was a smart choice, great use of a character and a great kind of introduction to like uh, uh, to start these uh, and, and have some fun ideas and push some characters in different ways that we didn't think about. I am very curious going forward because we know they have 10
0: episodes in this season. They're already working on the 10 episode second season of the show. So that's already a go. This doesn't necessarily happen in the what if comic, but the watchers M.O. in the mainstream comics is he always shows up at big events. He's always there. He's like, all I do is watch. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to interfere. Except for like this one little thing I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this thing is not interfering but I'm going to tell you this important piece of information you need to know that's going to solve the problem and help you save the day because I kind of like this universe, but I'm not, I'm just watching. That's That's all I'm doing. That's
2: why I'm glad that, you know, finally, you know, Red Hulk punched out a a watcher just one time. (laughs) Well, My question is, I do
0: wonder if we're going to get that aspect of the character or if it is just Jeffrey Wright introducing the stuff, if that's all it is, totally cool with it.
1: Great. Well, that's, I, I do think inevitably you have to get, the Watcher reaching in and, and, and tilting the scale just a little bit, I think. Uh, but I agree with you. The Watcher's like the friend where only comes to the big parties, doesn't help out. <laughs> like, hey, w- hey, Watcher, I'm actually moving. Would you mind uh, helping me out? I'm like, ah, sorry. Got to go watch some other stuff. Then you have a fun party. Watcher's like, I'm here. This is a big event. Mm-hmm. I have to see this. I must.
0: Yeah. He's also kind of like the guy who's constantly saying, this isn't a spoiler, but. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you mean us? (laughs) 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 We do watch a lot of stuff, so there is that.
1: We're the ultimate watchers.
0: Here, I'm going to say my negative take here first about the episode, just to get Pete really hepped up. Come on, dude. As much as I loved it, as much fun as I had watching it, I wish it had gone farther afield from the plot of Captain America, the First Avenger.
2: You fucking piece of fucking shit. You can't enjoy one thing without crapping on it. You can't just fucking enjoy what it is. You can't just say, oh, look what they've done. They gave me a nice little idea and a perfect little thing for fucking 22 minutes. You can't just fucking enjoy it. Pete, just a reminder, we are live streaming to a orphanage
0: right now. So just calm down. kids.
2: (laughs) Power. I believe in you, kids. I don't care what happens. I believe in you. I don't care what happens. I don't care what
1: happens. Wow. Uh, what a great uh, orphan master you will be. I agree with you, Alex. I think that I want I expect this to go a little bit further. This is how you know, we're going to
2: do this. We're going to pick fights at the beginning. It's not picking fight. fights. Fine. It's going to it's be critically. one versus two. I don't care.
0: But it's um, talking critically about something that we enjoy, and I think if you generally enjoy something, it's okay to take out parts that you think could have been stronger.
1: Is there, have, have we ever had this dynamic on this podcast? <laughs> no, no this is the first time. Uh, Otherwise, Alex we've
0: unilaterally agreed.
1: Uh, and I, like again, I'm not criticizing. I thought the episode was cool. I just agree. I wanted to go a little bit
2: further. Okay, yeah. well, you know what, Justin? I think your beard is cool, but you could have done a better job. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's parts of it. Yeah, that be honest, really... you're right. You're so, like, right. So, you know, how's it feel, buddy? How's it feel?
1: A lot of time, I look in the mirror and I ask myself, "What if with this beard?" <laughs> and, and here's where we are. Here's where we are.
0: I liked each of the individual beats. I thought they were fun. It was a fun riff to take Steve Rogers, put him in a Iron Man suit. That was cool. I liked seeing all of these things, like the train scene from a different perspective, the little winks, like Bucky talking, whoa, I almost lost an arm there. Very fun stuff across the board. But maybe, again, maybe this is my expectations from what if, but you have that tweak, that change of Peggy Carter becomes Captain America. And then it kind of follows along the same path. What I would have loved to see: Peggy Carter becomes Captain uh, Carter, and then immediately wins World War II, like takes down
2: the Red Skull. Why not? Because she's a woman, she immediately, as soon as she gets the powers, she gets yelled at for doing the right thing. That's what's so great about this episode, is you get to see the difference between having a man and woman in this role. She's immediately demoted, pushed down. People are like, oh, woman can't fight. Oh, it's, it's fucking I'm going to
0: kind of correct you here, Pete, because the same thing happens in Captain America the First Avenger to Steve Rogers. He is told he can't fight. He's told he's going to go to the USO. He's going to be a symbol. And ultimately he does the exact same thing that Peggy Carter does here. He disobeys orders to go on a mission. In his case, is to save Bucky, which they do later on, versus what she does, which is to get the Tesseract from Arnim Zola. But it still follows the same exact path. Again, I wanted to see a little more and a little different, to the point that, like I mentioned earlier, we get the train scene. We even get a montage. It's a scenes. different... Montage that we see in First Avenger, but it's still her with the Howling Commandos taking down Hydra. It's these fun riffs, but I think it depends. But it's better. What do you? It. I enjoyed it. It just depends too much on the plot structure of First Avenger for me.
1: Well, let me throw this out to you, Alex, because I agree with you. It is. It feels a lot like watching the movie, just slightly with slightly different things, uh, characters in the, in the different roles. I bet you. Because the concept of what if, obviously, we're familiar with it. We've grown up reading these comics. We are steeped in this world. I bet as a, it's a 10 episode series, right? I bet as a series goes on, they will mm-hmm. get further and further afield as they sort of teach the, the new viewer what this actually means. Because yeah. I, I will, the, the big move here was the Red Skull getting smooshed, uh, yeah, <laughs> which smooshed. I thought was awesome. It was very fun, like to have him, like a truly menacing villain from the movie, uh, Cackle and a great ghost. Um, later on in the Avengers canon, I think we all love that scene. Uh, that's my favorite. If
0: I could have watched an entire movie set on Vormir, I absolutely would have. Oh come on, 100 this. Yep. Again, uh, this. But like
1: that's like that's a, a moment where you're like, oh, I see. Now I see the potential here, and it's fun to really shake it up in that way. Uh, and it's just a good fun moment. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think it's going to get
2: more. I, what I thought we're it was... asking for. I thought it was very interesting to kind of move some uh, um, things around, but a lot uh, there is destiny. There is these things. Like as soon as you saw the train, it was like this thing of like, Oh shit. Who's gonna die now? Like, who's going down with mm-hmm. the train this time? Like, because you knew it was coming. And I thought that was what was interesting about it. If, like, we have this kind of Captain America arc that we've seen and now we're just getting beats of, but to see Peggy Carter whoop ass was so amazing and powerful. Yes. Like, she was doing things Captain do for a couple movies and she was doing it quicker and faster. And it was really badass, especially the way she was handling tanks and stuff. Like, Phenomenal! She's like flying at one point. It was bananas. I just uh, think that like it was cool to see the switch of having her be that, but also their love story was still similar, which was so amazing and so powerful. The 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 love stuff between little Stevie and her was just uh, it was so emotional and, and beautiful. I, and I, I love
0: that he went on to join the E Street Band. That
2: was really powerful and emotional as well.
0: <laughs>
1: It's true. And have such a great acting career. The um, The way that it uh, – that's a different guy, right? Uh, the way that – <laughs> Oh, good. I um, don't even know
0: if the thing I just said was correct.
1: Great. Let's never speak of any of this. <laughs> uh, I really wanted a what if, what if. Like I, when I was watching this, I thought we were going to lose Steve and he was going to become the Winter Soldier. And mm. what that would be like to have someone like Captain America who feels less compromisable – as the Winter Soldier, would he even be able to to make it in that way? That is an interesting spin on it, and um, obviously that may, is maybe opening up too many questions. But if he had died, I it's thought that would have been nice – Too many what-ifs. It would <laughs> have been a nice reveal for later on, like the end of the episode.
0: Let me uh, ask you guys a question about this. I don't know how easy this is going to be for us to process as we've been reading comics for decades, watching our, Marvel our movies. Our brains more. are broken. our yes, brains, our are, brains broken. are broken. Do you think it is possible to enjoy this episode if you haven't seen Captain America the first Avenger? No, uh,
1: I think so. I think this stands alone as a just a cool story. Yeah, but it you're... conflates, it is a quick run up to, um, her being Captain America and, uh, and De- Captain Carter and dealing with everything. But I do think it, it holds together as just a good story.
2: It's a if I can get improv nerdy here for a second, it's a second beat to something. It's a callback and if you haven't experienced that first part, you're not and there's things that you're missing and there's uh, layers that you're not enjoying without being able to watch the second part. Sure, you could walk up to it and be like, "Oh, this is cool," but there is uh, specific things in there that you would be enjoying even more if you watch the first.
0: Yeah, I I'm not sure because, like we said earlier, our brains are broken. I can't really process the idea of not having watched that movie and knowing who Agent Carter is and watched the Agent Carter TV show and all of these other things. So I, I'm just TV not sure. Show. I think yes, as a story, it still works. But Pete, I'm kind of on your end, and I'd be curious to hear from any listeners of the podcast who maybe for whatever reason, have logged onto to a Marvel podcast but never really watched Captain America First Adventure, didn't remember it. Because I always do get worried from a viewer's perspective whether the experience of knowing that you don't know something ruins that experience. And what I mean mm. by that is you're sitting there being like, I know that when she's punching that punching bag that is a reference to something, but you yeah. don't know that is the end credit seed from... Uh, whatever it is, the movie that was right before he Avengers. punches more than just that.
2: It's yeah, like but gl- that's
0: like specifically the scene of Steve punching the punching bag. Maybe that's a bad mm-hmm. example, but my point being, like, all these things are riffs, and it's clear that some of them are clearer riffs than others. So again, I just don't know how it affects the experience necessarily. But
1: if, for instance, the train scene—I don't think obviously that's a huge scene in the the first Avenger. Like, I don't think you need to have seen that scene to know that that scene is a high-stakes moment for our mm-hmm. cast here.
2: Yeah, but it's such more high-stakes knowing as soon as you see the train. You're 100%. Like, oh, and that's, shit, why
1: you, that's why you watch everything and we're completists well, and we're uh, fans.
2: To, to kind of jump back a little bit to what Zalz was saying, like for me in uh, the second Spider-Man there, far away from home or wherever the fuck it was... It was uh, the, the one st- with the
0: home. It was the home one.
2: Yeah. So Mysterio... It was Spider Man wherever the fuck it was. Yeah. Spider Man across the pond, whatever the fuck. So <laughs> the Mysterio, I'm so just fun. sitting there with my it's arms off. Orphans. They I'm are be, Like, so okay, all right, when's it going to be revealed The Mysterio's the bad guy? When's it going to, you know what I mean? Because I already know this. So it did ruin that experience for me.
1: Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I, I don't know. I guess just. You don't get the surprise, but you get to take so much more out of the movie because you do know who Mysterio is uh, in the run-up. I mean, you can't not know what you know. And when you first started reading comics, you didn't know anything about any of these people, and then you just started in. It's not like you started with issue one of all of these comic books. You start where you start, and I think everything's enjoyable. Um no matter where your ent- your entrance point is.
0: And I don't know if well, this is a big spoiler, but it's coming good. later in the season, I think it's the sixth or seventh episode, is What If You Didn't Know Who Mysterio Was. Wow. Oh, that'll be wow. a good one.
1: <laughs> that'll be a good one.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to get your input on that one in particular, Pete.
1: It's yeah, just going to be a one-shot one on Pete watching the movie being like, whoa, this guy seems good. What a new, new hero friend for Spider-Man. And then eventually like, what?! No, I, I. he was his friend. How oh, was he? Oh, my
0: God. I didn't know Mysterio. Uh, this is terrible. That guy looks like he doesn't bathe. That's some recent <laughs> okay. news for all of you. Very topical. Wow. Alex coming what in is hot. that about? Jake Gyllenhaal apparently doesn't bathe. He doesn't. He thinks he the skin showers. Cl- no, he doesn't shower or bathe. He thinks the skin cleans itself naturally. What? Yes.
1: Yeah. And I can tell you for a fact.
0: How is that doesn't. a thing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> how, how is that a thing? How can you do that? I don't when don't you're know. that wealthy, it was I think your out of context. It can't yeah. be real. If somebody
0: cleans it while he's sleeping, and he's just not exactly. aware. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's why you have a butler. Butlers secretly are cleaning you all the time. They have that, they're dusting <laughs> you all over, all mm-hmm. over
0: Those Feather things. Exactly. Feather and dusters.
1: that's where a lot of stink comes from on people is
0: mm-hmm. dust. Yeah, I love. My stink cloud.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> where that was going.
1: <laughs> After I go running, big workout, I'm just covered in real wet dust all over mm. my body.
0: This Before we wrap up past. here, any moments you want to call out from the episode in particular, Pete? I'm sure you have some notes going on there. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I just the first time she says Captain Carter, just fucking chills. Um, I mean, I was just so happy with the way when Peggy finally got to kind of. Uh, you know, take up the shield, the way she was wielding it, and the choices she was making was so really fantastic. It was a very emotional episode for me. I got I was very moved, especially when she was like, where is Steve? Like, oh, just, oh. Um, uh, yeah, overall, just I thought it was uh, a real tight uh, package. Uh, <laughs> Justin loves those, so it was a great little what-if uh, little capsule to enjoy.
1: Wow, Pete hates what if. Comic books loves what if television
2: so far,
0: nice, mm. wow. Uh, what about you, Justin?
1: I thought this was good as well. I want to call out um, the uh, Captain Carter riding the um, Iron Man suit, very Iron Giant oh, Star yeah, Girl vibes. Uh, was very fun. Well, she was that flying
2: whole, through the air was unbelievable.
1: All that plane battle, uh, the oh, music montage, all that was so God never cool.
2: rolled like that.
1: Talk about like th- flying through the propellers with the shield up. Yeah. Like, Dope. Very fun. That's a
2: boss move.
1: And that's expanding the character. That's Captain America doesn't do that, and Captain Carter does. I thought that was really cool. Um,
2: that's what I'm saying. I, She's the better Cap. It, why it changes them? the whole game.
1: Why rank them? I do – and I liked the way that she came out of the portal. She found her own version of being trapped in the um, iceberg – and came out in the present day. I thought that was a nice, nice little twist at the end. I
0: right. also like the silhouette there of her getting the sword. I thought that was a fun yes. moment. there yeah, very uh, cool. It's, I don't remember whether the Captain Carter that showed up in uh, the comic books, I think she was in Exiles maybe and a couple of other things. Yes. But – I don't remember whether she had the shield and the sword there, so that was eventual,
1: probably. I I think she did, yeah. Okay. Now, where do you think Captain Carter spends most of her time? Does she split time between Britain and America? Because the flags, a lot of flags. Yeah, a lot of flags
0: going on. I think she's mostly British. Mostly.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's a lot of stars and stripes.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to our vision board, though, because there is an actual future for Captain Carter. We touched on it potentially in the movies earlier on, but... The big deal is she is going to come back in the second season of the show. They have already said that Captain Carter, even though it's an anthology, even though every episode stands on its own, Captain Carter is a character that they're planning on bringing back at least once every season. I think there was also some phrase about her being a character that's very entwined with the Watcher, potentially. Mm. So. Looking forward, we don't even know when the second season is necessarily going to debut, but what's the next adventure for Captain Carter? What do you want to see?
1: I mean, I do think some version of – I'm curious if it'll be our Captain Carter because she's multidimensional. She goes through the portal. She comes – so she could technically go anywhere. And that's why I also wondered if there weren't going to be some elements that tied any episodes of the season together like maybe there's a season finale of this uh first run where we do get multiple characters from earlier episodes coming together for some situation or maybe that's what happens next season um to your point but i i do think we sort of have to follow the tracks of the movie maybe we get a winter soldier riff um for for a cap like who would peggy carter's winter soldier be uh i don't know bradley whitford maybe Nice. I, th- I mean, I think it's got to be Steve Rogers, so maybe yeah. we'll find out that something happened to him after she got sucked into the Hydra portal, and uh, maybe he. she needs to rescue him, and I think it's a nice thing because we get their relationship. Uh, like, a Winter Soldier storyline uh, with uh, with love involved, I feel
0: it feels like very fun. Pete, what do you want to see going forward from Captain Carter?
2: I want to see her run in the Avengers and fucking uh, whooping ass. So you want to see
0: just... Captain America's next appearance, which is the Avengers, but with Captain Carter. Goddamn right. (laughs) All right. Hulk Hulk smash. (laughs) Great. I'm kind of with you, Justin, on the relationship between Peggy and Steve. I think that's the important thing to follow there. And if they really do want to go for it and create something that feels more in continuity, potentially having Peggy... Find out about the Watcher, realize that there are these multiverses, realize that there's still a way to be with Steve, whether it's in another universe, going back in time, or something like that. I think that's an interesting thread to follow, potentially.
1: Oh, that's cool. She becomes almost the Watcher's Herald, the Mm -hmm. way that Galactus has a Herald in the comic books, the origin of the Silver Surfer. Uh, And maybe she can just uh, do what the Watcher cannot do.
0: Yes. Whatever it is, very excited to have Haley Atwell back as Peggy Carter, aka yeah. Captain Carter. Thought this episode was a lot of fun. Very excited to talk about this series. I was a little trepidatious at first. I thought, ah, I don't know, maybe this will just be kind of a whatever sort of thing. But this went so much harder than I thought it would, and I'm excited to talk about further episodes. If you. Me too. Yeah. If you all would like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about what if iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen and follow the show at Marvel Vision pod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more until next time. Stay marvelous.
1: I hope we eventually have the courage to not just ask what if, but ask how if, where if Wahhabi. why if most importantly why if